In the watch enthusiast universe, the watch enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast. The KC and John John Show! Hello everybody, and welcome to the 55th inaugural episode of KC and... John John! That's right. Welcome back once again, everyone, to the 55th episode. Uh, oh boy. We are, we're, we're burning these, we're burning through these numbers pretty quick, aren't we? But yes, um, in a linear progression. And, and not a, well, I guess even the alphanumeric one was linear, yeah, I mean, right? It's, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it, it feels like it wasn't that long ago, and I don't miss those days. So no, I do not. That's I'm glad we're on fifty now. We, we'll deal with that uh, <clears throat> when we reach episode four hundred, I think, or or three ninety nine a, and then it goes on for you know uh, the next hundred episodes. Oh God! Anyway, uh, we've got a lot to discuss in this week's episode, mm-hmm. so. Uh, let's get on with it. But first, uh, it's another segment. A new uh, weekly segment of the week. Yes. And uh, you know what? I'll, I'm going to let you take this one. Have you decided yet? There's <laughs> 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 a lot um, of anticipation. <clears throat> by suggestion of uh, a certain listener by the name of Friendy, mm-hmm. we have our new weekly segment of the week. Yes. Which is the product placement pond. <laughs> so we've opted for pond. We've no, gone for pond, it? yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's just, just, it's just... a it's a you know, it's a small a tiny body of water of which to place your products within. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, like pond sounds like uh you that's where you should take your product placements and put mm-hmm. them in the pond. Yeah, in the pond. <clears throat> um but I I feel like I should also mention that you know, just as a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look, we also considered um, patio, mm-hmm. um, parapet, <laughs> yes, parapet, uh, mm-hmm. porch, palace, uh, am- amongst other things. So yeah. it- it's good to know that we ended up going with pond. Uh, yeah. But yes, in our first uh, weekly, it's, it's for feng shui. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a water feature is very important for exactly feng shui. correct. Um, See, cultural lessons for our listeners. I know. Uh, so, so for those of you guys uh, who are listening, who are still listening, and who haven't uh, quit by, who has exited by now, uh, our first ever product placement pond of the week. Uh, what, what I think uh, we we have two product placements this week, right? Yeah. Um, so the first one was one that you thought that you remembered. Yes. After recording last week's episode, right? Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't think so. Actually, I was just I've just been watching this new <clears throat> Korean drama called uh-huh. Nevertheless. Of course, it's gonna be okay. Korean drama. No. Um, and and in it, there are very beautifully shot sequences of this girl, um, actress Han So Hee, who is mm-hmm. uh, incredibly gorgeous. <clears throat> Uh, using a Dyson hair dryer and mm. also the Dyson air wrap. Yes. 
Because yes. uh, so Denise, if you're listening, don't watch this drama. Because <laughs> I don't need you to add a Dyson to the list. The JLC reversal is bad enough. <laughs> but but, hey, but uh, the air, but the air wrap, the air wrap does uh, create very luscious curls in your hair. Not a lot of texture. Um. And John. volume, very John. important things that women John. are looking for when they're styling their John. hair. So I think John. it's a, I think it's John. this in this case it was a John. very very John well placed product placement. John, yes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, having shot myself in the foot, uh, the next bit of product placement uh, that we've uh, observed this week. Uh, comes from a series called Clickbait, which is on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. So fortunately, this is not a spoiler because I think Clickbait just came out like a week or two ago. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, in this series, uh, one of the characters in the show uses a laptop. And of course, uh, the camera is positioned perfectly to capture a logo on the laptop. And the logo is the ThinkPad. Mm-hmm. which I believe is a Lenovo uh, signature thing now. Yeah. Uh, it's those laptops, I think, with the tiny little... Um, was it called? Track? Track? Ball? Yeah, like track, the little, the little thing like in, be- in between like G and H or... Yeah, the little there, knob. Right? Yeah. yeah, that you can use to, as a cursor, I think. But yeah, uh, that that's uh, the latest uh, product placement bit I've seen. Not too egregious. They didn't really spend a lot of time on it, but... Because, you know, the, the ThinkPad laptop generally is all black. It's a professional yeah. laptop. And that logo is in white and red. So it kind of mm-hmm. stands out. So it was it was fairly eye-catching without being overly egregious about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not, not the worst product placement I've seen, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. So that concludes our first weekly segment of the week. And on that bombshell, it's time to say goodbye and end episode 55. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest episode ever of Casey and John John. But no. There's but no, more. we actually have a, a fuck ton of, well, breaking news in, in in the realms of Casey and John John, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, and traditional breaking news. Traditional breaking news. Which is actually breaking news. But yeah. Yeah, which is that's like true. shit that has happened within the week. But we, yep. we want to take you back maybe about two weeks ago. I think so. Yeah. Um, to a time when, you know, life was easier. Was it? Yes. Was it though? It was easier because the Texas abortion bill had yet to be passed through their Senate Oof. or whatever. And we're going there, um, are we? And, you know, equality for people of the fairer sex mm-hmm. was considered very important and no one considered uh equality more so than um, this japanese brand called kurono yes uh who went out of their way who went out of their way yes to to ensure that this equality thing would not be cast to the side that it would be a focal point of their marketing strategy but uh i don't know how well it went so um, well, shall I tell the story? Yes, please go ahead. All right. 
So uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Corono is a relatively, well, I'm going to say small slash new Japanese brand, but it's blown up. Um, yeah, it's incredibly hyped. Because yeah. Of, and, because and, it's um, by uh, Asoka Hajime, right? Yes. Yeah. And so, so you know, it's it's been limited pieces all this while and prices have shot through the roof. And for those of you guys keeping track, this is yet another watch that Marshall desires very much. Mm -hmm. Just uh, FYI for all mm -hmm. of you Marshall fans out there. Because he, it, it, it tickles his estrogens. <laughs> As we'll get to. So um, <laughs> basically what happens is, uh, what happened is Kurono is releasing a new watch called the Seiji. Mm -hmm. um, it basically is kind of similar to their previous watches, their previous time-only three-hander watches. Yeah. Uh, except it's in a new colorway. Yeah, so it's, it's a nice, like in... a nice baby blue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so it's a nice little light with a tinge of blue. Uh, very nice style. Uh, but that's not really what attracted uh, our attention because... Or the attention of like the general watch enthusiast public. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, because what they did this time was, they, they actually announced and they said that um, less than 5% of their existing customer base are female mm -hmm. or women yeah. or identify as women. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to expand on this. They wanted to have more female collectors. Mm -hmm. So, they, they decided that uh, for this 388 pieces uh they would be for uh i i don't know was it women only yeah so right on, so only only women could uh put an order in uh-huh but for for men who wanted to buy the watch they would basically use their wife girlfriend sister whatever yeah. else, as as proxy but because we, but mm -hmm. also for these women to to order they would kind of have to I, I think i think it was something like they wanted to keep 70 towards so 70 percent of the their stock for existing customers of corona uh okay so i i'm just looking it up right now so apparently um it was a uh, 10% to uh, Kurono contributors, mm -hmm. which I presume is some sort of VIP status <clears throat> Kurono yeah. thing. 50% um, would go to existing customers mm -hmm. and 10% to existing accessory customers. So I'm presuming the people buy... I, I presume it means people who bought straps and stuff, uh -huh. I guess. But so that's a total of about 70%. Um, yeah. going to existing customers or people with connections to the brand pretty much and yes. then the remaining 30% would be sold to the public yeah but 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 uh, judging like by the fact you know, judging by the fact that the majority of their existing customers are men because you know they've mentioned that less than 5% are women that. um mm -hmm. so so basically the female acquaintances of these men would have to have these guys um, order on behalf of them, but so, they would also okay. have to submit proof of their existence by vetting through, looking through like I don't know Facebook profiles or Instagram accounts and all yeah. that kind of shit. 
which was very so, weird. So this kind of way gets fucked up because, like, like you mentioned, <clears throat> you know, um, it's either order by proxy or yeah. if you're an existing male customer, you can buy it for a female friend mm-hmm. or wife or girlfriend or mother yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, but you have to nominate them. So like, let's yeah. say I was an existing Corona customer and I wanted to buy one for Denise. I wouldn't be able to order it myself. I would only be able to order it on behalf of Denise. Yeah. And uh, in order to successfully do that, as yeah. you've mentioned, you mm-hmm. need... Uh, so this is a direct quote from Kurono. Mm-hmm. Each nomination must be accompanied by the nominee's social network service account, yeah. such as Instagram, Twitter, or Line, for verification purposes. Yeah. Which is weird. <sighs> like, okay... I, I want to say that there's definitely very good intentions coming sure. from this, but yeah. executed in such a stupid, convoluted way that, like, it's just unfathomable. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like, I, I genuinely don't know how they thought that this was this would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I, at the same time, I kind of understand the trouble they have because yeah okay imagine this imagine you were in charge of corona right mm-hmm. imagine you were asaoka san mm-hmm. and you wanted to do this sort of program you wanted to encourage more ladies to collect coronos yeah. what would your method be mm. i reckon sizing it accordingly Yes, but you see, that's the thing. We, we've discussed this with Sophie before. Yeah, that's true. That's true as right? well. Yeah. And they, they do want normal, like when I say normal, I mean, um, you know, modern sized watches. Yeah. You know, not tiny, teeny, 30, 31 mm watches, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but also, but of, also, like, I mean, short, as, as you might be about to say, but like, mm-hmm. let's say you size it at a, at a 34 mm. Mm-hmm. Um, diameter, right? That kind of that kind of eliminates most of the people who would be buying this watch because a lot of, a lot of guys would want something a lot bigger. Unless it's the you know the 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 vintage crowd who who do enjoy a lot of these smaller watches. But, you know, it's it yeah. look it's a it's a difficult thing, and yes, you know, kudos for trying to, for trying something new. Um, yep. we've already discussed uh, a certain Malaysian brand and their collaborations and them trying something new as well, which also mm-hmm. uh, fucked up in a way. This mm-hmm. this also attracted a lot of negative attention. Right. <clears throat> People just like, you know, like that's that's so that's so stupid and it's kind of I wanna say invasion of privacy in a way, but like it's just yeah. weird to have like I wanna buy a watch, but like here's my social media. Yes, and you have to vet my 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 existence through my social media. That's exactly that's odd. That's really weird. It's borderline stalker territory. Yeah, right. But also at the same time, kudos How to else? kudos to Chrono for uh-huh. um, acknowledging the backlash and mm-hmm. apologizing. Yep, and not crying wolf. Uh-huh. And or actually, not accusing people of crime. And not, and not accusing people of crime. <laughs> and actually, you know, um, changing this, changing their uh, method of like, now everyone can order. And yep. we're also going to add 
to the the stock. So I think how much did you say it was three eight eight or three eight eight? Yeah, yeah, three eight eight. And I think now it's been increased to five hundred. Cool. Okay. Not not a huge increase, but you know it's still substantial. Yeah, and if I remember right, I think Kurono was still like, you know what, if if you want to buy the watch, go ahead and buy it. But mm. we would hope and encourage you to buy this for a significant woman in your life. Or that independent single woman can buy herself. Cause she... Also can, yes. Yeah. So um, I, I think that's cool. I think that's good. So, uh, I, I, so actually, I think going back to your question, mm-hmm. just produce more fucking watches, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. I would just produce more watches. No, but here's the problem though. If they released more watches, it would still all be snapped up by these stupid fucking flippers. That's that's also true. I mean I mean scalpers. If if you like. can if you can buy this watch for what well, I think maybe it's a thousand, let's say a thousand five dollars or however much mm-hmm. it is, I'm not I'm not quite sure. I have no um, idea. Well, if you can flip it for I think about three times that price. Mm-hmm. Or even more, actually. You that's that's an easy way to make money. Yeah, it is <clears throat> really easy. Yeah, um, stupidly so. But yeah, I mean that that's the problem, though. I I think um, the the problem with having you know less women collectors yeah. in the industry or in the hobby is really a grassroots problem. It's really yeah. a problem from the base up. And I don't know how easily it will be fixed by a single watch brand yeah. coming up with stuff like this. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think it's also time, because you you said kudos to Kurono yes. for the way they've handled this. And I agree. I do mm-hmm. agree. Um, as far as fuck-ups go, um, this was not the worst fuck-up in the world. No. Uh, but they've definitely made amends for it. They've sorted it out. They've fixed it. They just said, sorry, we fucked this up. We're changing the way yeah. we're doing this. Uh, we hope our, you understand our intentions, but yeah, we we get it that we were not right to do this, and yeah. there we go. But uh, we should mention that some people in the community kind of fucked up. Because mm-hmm. um, this is something that I'm definitely kind of pissed about, because I, I don't think it's funny, but a lot <clears throat> of people thought that it was. Um, if you thought it was funny... You know, don't complain to me, complain to our daddy, Marshall, at Marshkai on Instagram. So uh, what I'm about to get into is the fact that um, someone brought up a valid point. Because, you know, the, the society that we live in now is a bit more gender fluid, shall we say. You know, it's mm-hmm. not so heteronormative anymore. Um, so what about people who ident- who are not... Um, I don't know what a proper term is here, so I do apologize. But uh, who were born uh, or registered as female at birth or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but you know later on uh, realize that they were something else. What if you identify as a woman? But mm-hmm. yeah, so so uh, a lot of people brought this issue up. Corona then replied that if you identify as female, you're you're um, open to getting this watch. Mm-hmm. So, what what do you? How do you think people reacted to that? Oh, I'm just gonna feel <laughs> like a female today when yeah. I'm ordering. People were just watch. like, correct. People yeah. were just like, oh, in that case, I'm just gonna say I identify as female yeah. and order a watch. What are you gonna <clears> do about it? So, uh, I mean, that's kind. Of, that's kind of like the 
the the bathroom issue right the gendered bathroom issues like yeah. oh i feel like i feel like a female today i'm just going to use the female bathroom yeah so so it, that... it's it's kind of mean, being made light of I yeah guess. um it's kind of stupid i i don't know why people think that's funny yeah but yeah uh i don't know i saw a couple of responses that got a lot of um approval or mm-hmm. um a lot of people who were like yeah ha 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 i i would do that too but yeah i don't know i i don't see it as funny and that's not a response that yeah. i think the watch community should be proud of yeah yeah um that was kind of shit so uh i think kurono deleted most of those comments but props to them for not rising uh, for not falling or sinking to that level and sort of you know duking it out just they just deleted it and acted like it didn't happen, which is fine. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, terrible. Uh, unlike with the, you know, certain other eponymous brand where we <laughs> were very much on the side of commenters mm-hmm. um, and not on the side of the company. On, on this, in this particular instance, I feel like um, maybe the other way around. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, okay. On to our other breaking news. Um, <laughs> or actual breaking news. <laughs> yeah, we, we so so um there's a there's a independent watch brand mm-hmm. by the name of Debatum mm-hmm. who have recently received a big investment yep. from a, from Watchbox, which yes. tends to deal in, in secondhand watches. Yep. Yeah. Um, Not much news I, about I, that. Is it? <laughs> but that's is basically it a what controlling happened. stake? Yeah, a majority stake. Okay. So, but, the, but like the, the CEO and COO of the Batoon still remains as such. Mm-hmm. They, they've sort of taken like a financial stake in it, I guess. Yeah. So um, again, a lot of responses to this from the Watch fam. So on the face of it, as you've mentioned, um, mm-hmm. you know, Watchbox does pretty much specialize in selling second-hand watches yeah. or pre-owned watches, yeah. right? And I think, I think um, there's, there's, there are certain brands that they do specialize in selling and Debatune is one of them. Yes. And I mean, it, it's kind of obvious that Debatune in the past couple of years have really seen their resale value shoot up mm. because a lot of people, and justifiably so, yeah. um, are enjoying Debatune's designs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so, I I guess you know Watchbox being as you've mentioned a, a pretty much um, specialized dealer, yeah, who deal in secondhand watches, especially the Batunes, um, stands to reason that they noticed this significant increase in resale value, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean I don't know what it's gonna be like. Um, I, I don't dare to presume what the arrangements will be like, but it's very easy to assume that, you know, if Debatune resale prices are so high, mm-hmm. sell a couple for retail, keep a couple, send them to Watchbox, and yeah. sell them as pre-owned at a higher price. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we don't know if this is what they plan to do or if this will happen at all, but it's not a good look. Well, on the other hand, if you, you can think of the inject, additional injection of money um, <clears throat> into Day Platoon as 
you know, allowing the brand to to develop further. True. And that, that's definitely the other, the other yeah. side of it. I mean, that's that's definitely one of the sides of it, right? But yep. also, yeah, like I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a it's a it's a weird look, and I and I think because of that, that's why there's not a lot of news on it in <laughs> online or even yeah. on Instagram. Like it pretty uh, much. I think I, I think I saw it on like a couple of accounts. Not even mm-hmm. not even like official ones. Yeah, nothing uh, well, on the major thing, sites. Like major watch um, news accounts, yeah. and like, um, that was it. Yeah, I, I mean, in a way, fair enough. Because I I guess this is not something that they want publicized. Yeah. Right. I uh, I I think they probably know just as much as we do how fishy this looks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. It's not the end of the world. It's definitely not the end of their platoon. In yeah, fact, if not. anything, if anything, it could be a whole new era for them. Because yeah. if you mentioned, you know, cash injection, who yeah. knows what they'll come up with next. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess time will tell how things go. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. This bit of breaking news is uh, one, one to put in the keep an eye on folder. I yes. Think. Yeah. So... Moving, Moving on. on to more breaking news. <laughs> yes. This is going to be a whole breaking news week, I guess. Breaking news and I suppose the main bit. Because like, mm. I think, I think earlier, earlier this week, uh, we had, what's this thing called? Geneva Watch Days. Yeah. Not a great and... name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> before, before like properly getting into this, I think, uh-huh. so, so like, before the times of of COVID, right? Yes. Um, we we had Basel World, which was dying mm. anyway, and um, whatever the other one was, I can't S-I-H-H. remember. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Which is yeah. like watches and wonders now. <clears throat> so now, now we pretty much have like <coughs> these wide releases of watches, pretty much across the year. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is also one of these events now that. I mean, now that we're in September now and we're getting a, another big release of watches, I guess in time for, you know, the holiday period at the end of the year. Because Christmas yeah. pretty much starts now, right? Yeah, of course. You know, Christmas shopping, if you're proactive, you yeah, start now. Exactly. But I, I should mention that, um, as you've mentioned, you know, this is an event that's popped up in the post-pandemic or yeah. intra-pandemic world. Yeah. Um, but there's a particularly cringeworthy word that they've come up with for this. Oh, what is it? Oh, you don't want to know. So it's I do it's, want to know, that's why I asked. It's a digital release. Uh-huh. Right? But it's also there's also a physical presence at the fair. Okay. So what do you get when you combine physical with digital? Fidgetal. Correct. <laughs> Are you the serious? Word, I am serious. <laughs> the word that they're using to describe this event is a fidgetal event. <laughs> P H Y G I T A L. Oh my god! So mm, mm. excellent, tremendous, tremendous. Geneva Watch Days Fidgetal Fair. <laughs> oh Christ! That sounds yeah, like something can't... out of Casey and John. John was, yeah, a fidgetal fair, right? You just can't make this shit up. But okay, soon, so soon we're gonna have the, the Casey and John John release show. <laughs> we should actually, we shouldn't absolutely make that a thing. Just Malaysian watchmakers. 
of which okay, there not. is one. one that is not exactly <laughs> on good terms with us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, anyway. We have quite a sponsor lot. Us. Yes, sponsor us first, and then we will uh, shout you out on this account. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but, yes. Let's dive, dive straight in into Bulgari. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where they have released. Um, so we're all familiar with the Octo Finissimo. Yep. Um, now that's the Octo Roma. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a combination of the Octo Finissimo case with the Roma dial. Yes. So you get you get, get get this kind of rounded octagon. So like the the edges of the Finissimo have been like uh, rounded, rounded. Off a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's rose gold tourbillon. Yep. And there's also a pretty interesting gold timer. timer. Yeah. Um so it it's weird. I I Okay, so <coughs> the, the Octo Finissimo look is so well known now, right? Yeah. Um that when I first saw this watch, I was like, okay, so the, the lugs and the bracelet pretty much look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But the case, the mid case, and the bezel look fairly different. Yeah. And when I was looking at it, I was just kind of like, something's wrong with this. Like something's off about this Octo Finissimo. Yeah. You know. And then, oh, it's not an Octo Finissimo. It's an Octo Roma. Yes. But yeah. So just, just solely because of that, I'm gonna say that my first impressions of this watch is that interesting. But yeah. Uh, maybe I'll take some time to get used to it. Yeah, I also think it's a bit busy. I mean, the 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 world timer is quite a busy dial. Maybe we should. Yeah, maybe though... we can ask um, Matt's opinion on it mm. as well. Oh yeah, maybe but, you could ask him to. But, do some but like I honestly, I don't, I don't want to focus on this too much because, uh-huh. as we all know, or mm-hmm. might know, uh, mm-hmm. the Gerald Genta brand is now under Bulgari. Mm-hmm. And or has been for a while actually. Um, yep. And they've only, they've they have revived the name quite recently. And for this year's release, yep. they have um, the Mickey Mouse Arena by Retro. Yes, which is a watch that they've already been making before, right? Yes, which have which they definitely made before. I think this is a this is a new design though. Yeah, I was just gonna say I don't know if it's this exact iteration, but. Yeah, they've they've done stuff like this for yeah. a while now, and yeah, this is a new one, I guess, the latest in the line yeah. of the Gerald Genta Mickey Mouse watches. Yes, super cute, and mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a hark back to the watches that Genta himself did design in the past. Yep. So, so yeah, cool. I love it. Yeah. Uh, again, not a watch I would buy though. Mm. Would you? Yeah. Not, not really. I, I don't think mm. I'm that big into Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is for those. Um, what's it called? Oh boy, uh, what are those fans of Disneyland and Disney World who go all the time? There's a word for it, but I can't remember what it is. A Fizzney. Is it? No, I mean a fan <laughs> of Disney Fizzney. Since we're oh yeah, sure. since we're already fidgetal. got fidgetal anyway. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, but yeah, okay, let's move on. Uh, and the next one is pretty cool. 
Um, it's a watch that we don't hear that much about because, I mean, it's a brand that we yeah. don't hear that much about because I guess they don't make that many watches. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, the brand Ferdinand II is mm-hmm. getting in on the steel sports watch game, um, but in a very unconventional way, I'll say. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually, I don't know. Is this a totally new model? I'm also not sure. I think it is. Right? I'm also not very familiar I, with um, for number two. I, I believe that it is, but this, uh, this is why this is why we have so our, our listeners obviously come to us for like the, the latest knowledge. Yeah, the latest guesses as well. Yeah. But um, in this in this case, uh, the watch is a an octagonal octagonal watch. Yeah, the entire I've seen that shape before. But but. <laughs> But it's not an octagonal bezel or anything like that. It's yeah. entirely <clears throat> an octagon. Yes. With including the integrated lugs as well. I yes. Think. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's got a very prominent bubble crystal yeah. over. And then you've got a small sub-dial uh, main time telling yeah. sub-dial, right? At 12. And then, yeah, you've got a power reserve as well as... Is it a tourbillon? I don't think so. I don't think it is. But they, they've exposed the balance mm-hmm. wheel and the central wheel uh, with a huge running seconds hand in the yeah. center. Oh, it, it, um, it is a tourbillon, actually. Oh, it is? Yeah, apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's also got a fusier and chain, you know. Yeah, for a constant mm-hmm. force. Yeah. No biggie. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, um... It is a very cool looking watch. It's cool. It's I dig yeah. this. It's like, got a lot of like um, I feel Porsche like design an, vibes. It's almost like an Iron Man kind of watch. Mm. I was gonna. Yeah. I would have said like Erverk, but I think Erverk would be more of like a Batman kind of thing. True. Which and we'll this is more... get into Erverk a bit later. Foreshadowing. Mm. But yeah, a cool cool watch. Um, I pre- uh, and oh, I'm just looking it up now. It's a one of a kind. It's a one piece. Oh, yeah, sad, but well, understandable. Maybe, I maybe guess. Monkey D. Luffy will be looking for this. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, maybe one piece for those of you guys who don't know. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the next one, uh, Ulysses mm. Nadan has a f- a trio of new, mm. or maybe a duo. Hmm. Yeah, I it. guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it is a trio, I guess. Yeah. It's a chronograph, a marine chronometer, and a marine chronometer moon phase? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's about it. Eh? Anyway. Um, yeah. Onto, so, Parmigiani, Parmigiani released a um, <clears throat> in- steel integrated bracelet watch. Yay. Oh, my. Surprise, um, surprise. This time it's got a perpetual calendar. Yay. Yay. Actually, no, sorry. <laughs> Annual calendar chronograph with split seconds. Yay. Okay. I, I will say though, all that aside, I kind of like the look of this one. It is quite a good looking watch. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's their, it's the Tonda series, which mm-hmm. I think has been around for a while. Um, but in this case, I think they've changed a little bit because I'm fairly certain that, okay, they've got a fluted bezel thing going on. Yeah. Um, the fluted bezel of which looks a lot more in line with that of the Omega Globemaster. 
Yeah. Right, they're very small markings rather than the ones that you find on Rolex. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan. I like that. Bye. Well, okay. No, what I like, Rolex. what I like about Parmigiani is their lugs. They're very subtle. Mm. They're very subtle, but True. they're very intricately designed lugs. Yeah, and I love that. And in in this case, the bracelet as well has a very interesting design. Yes. You know how normally it's just like an oyster style bracelet, right? Yeah. Which it kind of is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's an additional piece that continues from the lungs. Yeah. So it's like an oyster bracelet sandwiched by two more pieces that continue from the lugs. Yeah. It's kind of hard to describe, but if you look it up, I think you'll understand. Yeah. So apparently it's called the Parmigiani Florea Tonda PF. Yeah. Because that's cool. The, because their new branding is just a PF, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. Because I did like the Parmigiani name, yeah. But apparently, that was um, people joking. There have been people joking about how it sounds like Parmesan. Or, uh, you know what? I could I could really use a Parma right now. <laughs> All I'll uh, say is uh, this name moves. makes me very hungry. <laughs> All right. So before you get any hungrier, here's one that won't get you hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girard Perigot, a great brand, again, which we don't hear enough about. Yeah. Um, releasing a new watch in a series uh, that, again, we don't hear enough about. There are three flying bridges. Yeah. Uh, which I think, for those, those of you guys who don't know, basically it's a, I would say it's a skeleton watch. Right? Yeah. Uh, but it's a skeleton watch that's designed in such a way that there are three hollowed out bridges that you can see across yeah. the dial. And the watch components just yeah. run across these these three bridges, which is a very cool look. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this, base, this is a watch that they spend so much time and effort mm-hmm. designing and creating that when it came to the name, they were just like, eh, three flying bridges. for what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's not, we put that's enough. Not we, put a, we put a lot of work into that, so we're just gonna call it that. Yes. Yeah. It would be like um, if uh, Ferrari <laughs> just came out with a car that was just called the Ferrari Big V12, naturally aspirated. Or, or maybe like the Ferrari, the Ferrari. <gasps> La Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened before. Yeah, never ever <laughs> happened. <laughs> But yes, so this watch, uh, another cool addition to that line. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of this particular version. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do think they have a lot uh, simpler looking ones that are cooler. But this one's mm-hmm. also cool. I mean, you know, if you're a fan of this kind of design, um, it's a cool watch. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's hollowed out, everything's skeletonized, including the barrel. You can really see every single gear in the gear train. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool watch. It yeah. is. But I've just seen better from them. Yeah. So uh, can I take the next one? Yes, please. This one has to be yours. So the next one um, is uh, <clears throat> a favorite brand of mine, which is H. Moser & Chi. We... Um, Few years ago, they released the the streamliner that mm-hmm. was a chronograph. Once yep. again, steel integrated bra- bracelet, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely comfortable to wear. Mm, I wouldn't know. No, of course not. Yeah, <clears throat> not um, not a lot to look at them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, th- I think there was a, just a time only one released maybe last year or earlier this year. But now, I think you're right. now they've taken one of Moser's best complications, mm-hmm. the perpetual calendar, and they have yep. inserted it into the streamliner case. Yeah. Big difference from the regular perpetual calendar is that first of all, the crown is at a four o'clock position. Yep. But because the crown is at the four o'clock position, and I assume they're using the same movement, Mm -hmm. the date window is at the four o'clock position as well. So that, here's the thing, right? But, yes. Yes. I don't hate, (laughs) I don't hate it. I honestly do not hate it. I was just going to say, so we've, on this show, we've mentioned multiple times, oh my God, look at that fucking stupid date. Why is it at 4 o'clock? Yeah. Why is it at 4.30? Why yeah. isn't it at 3 or 6? Yeah. Those are the only acceptable positions yeah. for a date window. Like, uh, otherwise here, you just get rid of it. Yes. And yet, and yet, here's a date window at 4, which breaks up their beautiful little railroad track that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And it's not great. It's not the best thing in the world. No, but it, it works. It actually just works. It does. It works. And the only reason I think it works is because, okay, what, what is the complication at 10? I assume it's a power reserve. I presume so as well. And I assume that that is what kind of balances it. Yes, correct. Because I mean, as as we know, like the a, a Moser dial is is very stock, right? Mm-hmm. There's usually nothing on it. Um, yep. So, but yeah, exactly. There's some. There's just something about this visual balance that just works somehow, and yeah. I cannot cannot explain, cannot explain it because I'm not that much of a designer. Maybe you should just, get Matt on. Maybe you should get Matt on again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's asymmetric. Yeah. The 12 is kind of, in a way, it's kind of in no man's land. It's not right up at the periphery of the dial. Mm. It's not, you know, closer to the dial where it, to the center of the dial where it, where it doesn't break up the markers. But as you said, yeah. it works. It just works. When you look at it, it works. When we describe it, it probably sounds terrible, mm-hmm. but it kind of works. And for those of you guys who don't know, Moser's series of perpetual calendars, um, they don't have all the displays as prominently as other perpetual calendars. Basically, yeah. all you've got is a date window and a tiny little hand right in center that points towards the 12 hours of the day to represent the 12 months of the year. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's all it is. And it's cool. Look, I love, I love the Moser perpetual calendar because it's, mm-hmm. it is such a brilliant movement. Yep, um, it really is. Like with the with the instantaneous change of the date, mm-hmm. um, even from as especially from like February into March. Yeah. How, how 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 normal how normal perpetual calendars work is that it it cycles through the 29, 30, 31, 31. and then the first mm-hmm. of March. Whereas this yep. is instantaneous, which is yep. which is ridiculous. How? And also, oh, exactly. and also, and also, the thing about 
about uh, this particular movement is that it's mm-hmm. robust enough where like you can change, you can actually change the date at any time. Usually, oh, you, really? usually you would have to set the yeah yeah. Usually you, you have to set the time to thing. about I think like six a.m. I think six a.m. is usually the thing, um, and then you know you got to use your push. You, yeah, you got to use like Push-pin. pushers to mm-hmm. yeah to activate the thing. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you'll break the movement or whatever. This is robust enough where, like, even if it's eleven fifty nine, the date is ready to change. You're 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 good to go and and change have, it to another date. I actually had no idea, so that's cool. Yeah, like I cool. I I fucking love the perpetual uh, Moser's perpetual calendar movement. Mm, that that is great, and the other great thing about it is just looking at it, you wouldn't know it's a perpetual calendar. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of those, if you know, you know. Yeah. If you didn't, you would just think, oh, three-hander with a weird date and tiny stub Yeah. for some reason. Yeah. So cool. Very cool. Yeah. And good to see them iterate on it as yeah. well. So moving on. And the next one comes from Grubil Forze. Yeah. Uh, and this one is, I want to say typical Grubil Forze. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is any Grubel Forze typical? <laughs> <laughs> typical in the world right? of their own, right? Yeah. So it, it's one of their fun- funky GMT Earth watches. Yeah. Um, uh, let's describe this. So it's got a dial at Great. 12 to 1 that tells the time. Uh, mm. With its own tiny sub-dial at 3 that tells the seconds. Mm-hmm. You've got a, I, is it a Tupion? I don't think um, it is. Not sure. I don't, I don't believe that so. it is. But you've got an exposed balance wheel at like five o'clock, and then yeah. you've got the Earth. Yeah. At seven or eight, eight yeah. I think. Which I yeah. guess this is like the twenty-four hour GMT. Yep. Wheel right. Yep, and. The weirdest thing is because they've... I mean, a traditional watch is not really able to fit all of this unless you really squeeze some of the segments of it. Yeah. So in case you haven't seen it before, Grubel Forze actually sort of integrates a bump into both the crystal and the case in mm. order to fit this earth in it. Yeah. And it sounds weird, but it's also really cool. Yep. Um... I don't know. I've I've always loved their watches and how um, unconventional they are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is this is a very cool design, and I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I I like it. I I think this mm. is a very cool execution of the uh, of this GMT Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one is in titanium as well. Oh, that's cool. So it will probably disappear at your wrist as well. Um, yeah, it's only ele- it's a limited edition of eleven. No surprise, surprise. Yeah, and well, you know, this, and this is the and this is the last uh, version of this particular watch that they'll ever make. Oh really? Yeah. Oh shit, that's kind of a shame. Yes, quite. But at at the same time, you know, as we've mentioned, you know, typical in the Grubel Forze world, but it'll be interesting to see what they come up with next. Very high yeah. expectations, I would think. Also, apparently, it is actually a tourbillon. Oh, it is nice. Yeah, because uh, I guess we should just assume everything here is a tourbillon. Yeah. So the the next tourbillon that we're looking at 
Ah, you can take this one. <laughs> the next tourbillon that we're looking at, which it's not a tourbillon. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um, oh. This is the Urvok. You mm-hmm. are 100 model. Thank you for reading me as 100. <sighs> Get it? Get it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why do I do this podcast with you? I, I don't um, know. <clears throat> anyway. 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 Um, mm-hmm. so we actually, we were, so we were actually talking about this particular watch before the podcast, a different version of it, I think in, yep. Palla- I want to say palladium, but maybe not, uh, it was but, whatever, or palladium, something oh, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. One of those metals, eh. mm-hmm. um, to which I, I was telling Casey about how much I quite like the design of this watch. I quite like quite like it anyway. I, I do enjoy these um, very weird, not weird, but like interesting ways of telling the time, right? So you have like, what's it called? The, the star wheel? Is that what it's called? I actually don't know. I really don't know what it's like, called. Like, you know, like, you know the, um, uh, what's the thing called? I the old Mapige star wheel mm-hmm. thing and also like the the Moser. Yeah. Um, the Endeavor? Yeah, and what a... Oh, fuck, I can't... I don't do well with names. Anyway. <laughs> um, so this is one of those things. It's got a star wheel. It's got three rotating rings of numbers and, you know, mm-hmm. a, a minutes track that it goes around. Yep. But in addition to that, right? So at So between 9 to 10, 30, 11? 11. Yeah. There is a a track that I believe um, charts the distance of how far the Earth is orbiting the Sun, and Very from like one 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 thirty to three o'clock, there's another track that um, I think is the Moon's or wait hold on, it's no it's how far you have traveled um, within the rotation of Earth. So it's a year indicator in a way then. In a way. So like in, in these 20 minutes, that's how far you've traveled, which is very interesting. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. In a really weird way, but still very cool. Very, very cool. So that, that, that I mean, that's why that's why I was that's why I was telling you that I, that's why I like this watch like it's it's like who who needs to know these things nobody no one needs to know these things you can't even feel yourself travel that kind of distance right and yet they're no. like you know what we're gonna we're gonna show you on our watch and I and that to me is just it's brilliant it is um it, also one of the watch very... <coughs> One of the watchmakers is uh, Felix Baumgartner, which has no relation to the Felix Baumgartner that that uh, jumped from space. Are you sure? E- yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. Oh damn! It wouldn't be so cool. It would if be it was, the. Though. It would be the coolest thing. He would be like, no, I do need to know because when I'm up there, I can see. Yeah, I can see the Earth traveling this distance. Yeah, exactly. Un- unfortunately, no, it's not. But yeah, um, I was gonna say though, like in a way that 
you know the previous watch that we talked about was typically Gruber before Z. Yeah. This is also kind of typically Urberg. Yeah. Like this is what they do. Yep. Which is stuff that no one else does, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. Very, 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 very cool. And moving from cool to I wanna say less cool. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Uh, this is the latest series from Brightling. So uh, this these watches are called, very catchily, uh, the Brightling Top Time Classic Cars Capsule Collection Chronograph. Oh my god. That is such a <laughs> Casey and John John naming convention. <laughs> Which is why I'm kind of pissed off because I feel like we should have been credited here. I know. Uh, but basically, apparently, it's um, inspired by cars like the Chevrolet Corvette, the Ford Mustang, and the Shelby Cobra. Yeah. Uh, well, eh. Yeah. It's a round dial. Um, it's got round... It's got chronograph like, dials. Squircle chronograph dials. Yeah. You know, one, one, um, is, one is green, and one's green, one's red, one's blue. And that's about it. That's, yeah... Yeah, it's Moving not on. the worst thing in the world, but eh, yeah. Moving on. Let's move on to our best friend and yes. his latest release. Yeah, this is again so typically, so typically atypically MBNF. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> such a max thing to do. <laughs> right? Max. Oh man. There you oh, go again, Max. max. <laughs> so MBNF and the classic clockmakers Lepe. Yeah, have made. Uh, they made an eye. Yeah. Uh, okay, so apparently it's called the orb. Yeah. Um, it basically looks like an eye when it's closed. Yes. So it's a white orb yeah. with, um, you know, a black cornea where the time is, where the clock mm-hmm. is, but it also opens up. Yeah. And when it opens up, like the, the, the cornea clock part protrudes while the white sclera part opens into four, like mm-hmm. petals of mm, flower. Medical terms. I know. And then it's when, almost, when it's, it's almost like you're in the medical profession. Almost, right? Almost. I, it's, people are almost convinced, but not quite yet. Yeah. Uh, and when it opens up, you can see the movement of the clock within. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, not a watch. It's a clock. Yes. With eight days of power reserve. You know, the, the one thing that is annoying though, that is, is apparently it has a domed mineral glass. Come on. Where's the sapphire? Come on, man. Come on. I'm pretty sure this is not, this is not Max's fault. I'm pretty sure it's Lepe's fault. Yeah. But. Max, Max wouldn't do anything wrong. No, never. Never. No way. Absolutely not. And it, it retails for $32,000 in white or black, 50 pieces each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're looking at pictures of it in white, which is, I guess, most typical of the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Uh, a black eyeball, um, j- just uh, a bit of a PSA. If you have a white eyeball, you should... I mean, if you have a black eyeball... <laughs> you should probably pay a visit to an ophthalmologist. Just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Very cool. I, I, I'm a big fan. Um, big fan of this. 
Moving so, on. I Moving don't. On. I don't know if this is actually in Geneva Watch Days, mm-hmm. but it was definitely released while this event was going on. Yep. <clears throat> now this is something you're you would be very interested in, Casey. Oh, for sure. Um, because it's an iconic model. Mm-hmm. It's like an iconic watch bio, an iconic watch brand. Mm-hmm. Um, by the name of Audemars Piguet. Mm. Yes. And they have debuted five. <gasps> five. Five new mm. 42 millimeter. Apologies. <laughs> Think, things are. <laughs> Think, things are falling outside my room for God knows what reason. But yeah. I don't know. So what's we move. So we move. We've moved on from emergency vehicles <laughs> to items being dropped randomly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, forty-two millimeter Royal Oak Offshore. Ooh, fantastic! Yes, and this is, the, this is the first major update since twenty ten. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> I really, I really could not care less about this <gasps> at all. Oh, good Por lord! Qué? The lord doesn't know how little I care. <laughs> so, moving on to something that you would be interested in, mm-hmm. um, being the environmentalist that you are. Oh, huge uh, environmentalist. Yeah, tremendous, and and coming again from uh, a storied brand, yeah, and a historically very significant model. Mm. This is the latest version of the Oris Aquis State Upcycle, mm-hmm. and basically what they do is um, it's an Oris Aquis date, yes, uh, but with a plastic dial. Yeah, so it's. I think it's recycled plastic and yeah, um, recycled ocean plastic. Yeah, and the nature, mm-hmm. the nature of, of of creating this dial means that every single dial is different. Yep. Uh, the dial and actually need- that, the dial actually reminds me of um, these Nike sneakers that use also re- recycled plastics or um, I think recycled rubber as well. Like the the mm-hmm. kind of look like this. It's very like mismatched mosaic kind of no not mosaic but for yeah. want of a better word like the, the kind of mismatch of colors. I agree with it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, it's a mix of colors. I presume from the mix of plastics that that they've used. Yeah, uh, which you know, as as they say, has been collected from yeah. the ocean or from beaches, etc. Yeah, so it's plastic waste being integrated into a dial. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the, the proceeds from these watches also go towards ocean conservation. So I I say it's a win-win. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if every single one of these styles is going to look cool. Because yeah. again, it's random, right? Yeah, exactly. But I presume that a lot of them will. And at least some of them will appeal to a lot of people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I do like it. I think, cool it's, I think it's a very good looking watch. Um, yeah. And just to expand upon that, Mm-hmm. Swatch could actually do something about that as well, right? 
I mean, huh. because Swatch Swatch mainly makes things out of plastic. Yep. It just makes sense that it sounds like it does, right? It should. Yeah. Like it, huh. like this should have been a thing mm. already, and uh, if not, if if it hasn't already been in the pipeline, you know, recently, right. instead of just the dial, yeah, the whole case, the whole case, exactly, the right. strap from this sort of mishmash of colors, yeah, yeah, no, that, that would be really a cool. very good looking watch. I agree. Um, Swatch, get in touch with this. Yeah, um, Casey we, and John are... John collab. We're full mm. of great ideas, honestly. Absolutely, agree. yeah. Uh, yeah, this this honestly does seem like easy pickings for a Swatch. Yeah. Yeah. Get some eco-friendliness out there. Get some cool watches out yeah. there as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Get get all that plastic out of my fish <laughs> and turtles. No. Yes, Just poor food. turtles. <laughs> so, uh, are we at the end? I feel like we're at the end. I feel like we're at the end. I don't, I don't recall any other releases yeah there, there is one last one but i don't know if we should end on this because it feels like a low note ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay let's just do it do it so this is the new okay uh, i think we're being unfairly harsh on this because it's kind of a cool looking watch mm-hmm. but this is the frederic constant high life automatic skeleton yeah um, it's an integrated bracelet steel watch. Where have we heard that term before? Uh, not very often. Are, are you sure we haven't talked about it already? Nah. Uh, it's a, probably something we should explore in a yeah? future episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, so this watch uh, is basically that existing model, but with a... I want to say skeletonized, but it's honestly more like semi-skeletonized. Mm. Right? Well, the edge, the edges of the dial are intact, but it's definitely ske- center. Yeah, I would say it's definitely ske- skeletonized. I don't know. I feel like the whole dial has to be skeletonized for it to be. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're not watchmakers. But yeah, we're not. So it's it's honestly it's a pretty good looking watch. Yeah. Um, the Frederick Constant. Uh, I don't know if it's called the High Life. The line of watches but um it has always been i think a pretty good looking case and bracelet mm. not the best in the world but pretty good looking mm. uh, not really derivative of any other brands you can see inspirations but not obvious copies but yeah i i don't hate it i think it's pretty cool um yeah check it out i mean in, in addition to that like the the skeletonization is designed in a way that is like longitude and latitude as well so I think oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I never noticed that. Yeah, kind of. It's got these grids on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. All right. So that about wraps up uh, the weekly wrap-up with Casey and John. John. Yeah, it's, you know, breaking news of the past couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah. Condensed into one hour for yes. your listening pleasure. Yeah. Together with a bunch of um, random noises. Of things falling, that was and fucking hilarious, man. Just like the, it, just like the way that the, <laughs> it, it just continued rattling. It wasn't like, oh shit, I dropped it. I need to immediately pick it up. It's like, no, no, I'm just gonna let it do its thing. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this rattle or ring out for a while. <laughs> that went on for way too long. 
you know, com- comedy is all about timing. Timing. Yes. This suit is black knot. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, um, it's time to end podcast. Uh, we'll catch you in another episode next week. Uh, pray that the watch gods give us more to talk about. Yeah. If not, we'll just find something to talk about anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I think we have a couple of potentially a uh, couple of interesting guests on the horizon, potentially. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, you'll have to stay tuned to find out. Yes. All right. Uh, that that about wraps it up. So we're gonna end here. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was a quick laugh, man. <laughs> Gotta go on for longer than that. Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by one out of ten doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.